Hey everyone, in the summer of 2019, I was privileged enough to work on an audio documentary project with an organization called Fixed Point. This project features the voices of creatives from around Toronto, some of whom you've heard from in this series as well. The piece is called Whose City Is It Anyways? And it explores what it's like to be a creative in a changing city and how community is built despite ongoing challenges. Who would have thought a year later, most of us would be sitting at home thinking of ways to support artists amidst canceled tours, gigs, and the closure of cities basically at large around the world in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm sitting here in my makeshift studio in my living room, thinking about what this means for people, not even just in the creative industry, but it's also interesting that now this project serves as a time capsule because we don't know what kind of world or city we're going to be going back to when this is all over. So with that in mind, here's the piece, Whose City Is It Anyways? I fit in all of that you know <laughs> I'm still figuring that out I think that I'm like definitely a force <laughs> I, I don't think anybody really performs like me there are a lot of great performers and I'm learning from a bunch of them in Toronto Toronto is a city in transition and changes are never without their growing pains it feels like for every condo that goes up an arts venue closes down I've grown up around the arts my whole life, and growing pains aside, for me this city is home. And home never feels complete without art. So I decided to ask my artistically inclined friends, strangers, and my cousin who you just heard, singer Arflex, where they find home in Toronto, and how they make space for their art and for themselves in a city that kind of feels like it's growing and shrinking at the same time. People will say Toronto had like we have the screw face, the the dreaded screw face mentality. I actually just think it's we have just this collective social anxiety. We all know each other, but we are too scared to actually want to ask kind of situation. Artists in general are always fighting with like, do I belong here? Am I supposed to be doing this? Like, yeah, it's just a thing in Toronto. I remember hearing people used to call Toronto Screwface Toronto because people didn't want to like really support each other or didn't really want to like show that they want to be around each other. Right, like a lot of people in Toronto, when you see them, you do see them often because of how small the city is, but there is really no interaction. It's kind of just like, oh, I know this person. I follow them on Instagram. Yeah, I didn't talk to anyone. Um, it was my first time exhibiting and I was nervous as hell. I remember even uh, John was like, yo, do you want to say some words? <laughs> I was like, damn, uh, thanks for coming. And, and um, yeah, that was, that, was pretty much, that was pretty much it. And I didn't say anything or... Um, I had people like saying like, hey, this person wants to talk to you or whatever. And they'll like say like, oh, good job. Or I'm like, oh, thank you. And I just kind of walk away. And a friend actually, last week we had a laugh because she had gone to a gallery opening for a contemporary artist. It was in a bougie part of Toronto in Yorkville. 
<laughs> and so she walked in and there was a lot of young women wearing Chanel and she made a joke to me that she walked in with her forever 21 shorts and her forever 21 blazer so we had a good laugh about that because she said that she felt really really out of place that she didn't belong because there was all these like bougie art people wearing you know high-end designers and they had money to spend on this art and she just simply went in because she was a fan of art. I think this is a city that prioritizes a certain kind of person and it's increasingly prioritizing a certain kind of person and if you don't fit what the institutions in the city deem you as that certain kind of person you don't get to reap the benefits of going out. You don't get to reap the benefits of having stable housing, having food security, and you don't even get the benefits of having recreation, like going out to party if you want to let loose because you had a tough week trying to grind. I really believe in the fact that I have stability in my life and I want to create those spaces that I so genuinely crave and that people who also exist on the margins so genuinely crave. I broke my leg and my leg kept breaking. So I had to get a tibia osteotomy. This was one of the most painful things you could get with your leg. So I was out for six months. And also like they drug you up so much. For some reason, things were just clicking better. And I and then like I created this, while I was on the mend, I created this thing called the TTC Pop Culture Project. I took TTC stations and made them to pop culture icons. And that got on BlogTO and they called me artists. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't have a community around that time. I think after I started mending, I started recovering. It was, yeah, definitely the Toronto arts community helped me a lot, right? Like made a lot of connections with them. A lot of people I still talk to today. I've kind of developed a connection between my work as to where my work kind of takes up a life of its own and teaches me different things. When you walk into the art gallery, there's so many emotions that are coming out of like the paintings that like you could walk in and be happy and then you're staring at a painting and it brings sadness to you. So you really don't know what you're gonna feel. Everyone in the room goes to a certain place and has pushed themselves emotionally, physically, mentally to a certain point and we've all been there together. There's a very deep connection that is is made in that moment and we're all experiencing something outside of ourselves but together. This is something I've been thinking about a lot of recently as I start to learn how to DJ and I start to think about how to throw my own parties. How certain kinds of music have enabled people to come together especially in this city. So I think historically house music having origins in disco there are a lot of people of color DJs in the 80s and 90s who are kind of fostering this party culture where there are these legendary clubs that had a cult following. They weren't like super big, but you could definitely guarantee it'd be packed on a Friday or Saturday night because the DJs were so incredible and had such a great ear for song selection and great mixing style. I'm particularly thinking of places like Chicago and Detroit and New York City where a lot of these DJs are often people of color. I'm thinking of Larry Levin who was this legendary DJ who had this club called Paradise Garage in New York City. He's since passed away, unfortunately, but he had such a huge cult following that people referred to nights at Paradise Garage as Saturday Mass. 
And uh, that was my first foray into that understanding about how music brings people together. At one point, we went to the Red Bull Music Academy, the 481 Projects. We went there, and then I was talking about, like, hey, it's so cool how we went to Sam Island with, like, a friend who came with me. And somebody who was at several of the other parties that I had gone to was like, oh, dope. You were at Sam I Am, I was at Sam I Am. And we also started talking about all the concerts that we'd gone to, and we had gone to the same shows. And that was like a really huge connection from there on out. And I think we were able to just peel back a bunch of layers that would otherwise maybe get in the way. But that musical connection, I, I think music is one of the ways that especially Black folk get to really connect because it's a, it's a spiritual thing that goes beyond language. At that time especially, it was very much en vogue to like make little puns or jokes based on lyric. And I was like, ha ha ha, I, I don't understand what lyrics you're talking about. Like, I don't, I don't know what this is from, but sure, that sounds cool. Like a uh, real G's move in silence, like lasagna. Like, I literally don't know what that's about. <laughs> what is that? What song is that? And it's so, so hard to throw a DIY party if you can't find a venue. It's so hard to even have a venue that isn't going to be incredibly costly to run. We can say what we want about Toronto nightlife and like Toronto as a music city, because it does suck, because venues are closing left, right and center and it's trash. But like when those spaces are cultivated in a proper and in like a nice, healthy way, communities are also cultivated in a nice and healthy way. Like Boosie Fade. Like they're digital and they're physical at the same time. So basically they like they have these meetups and it's non non-judgmental as well too. So it, I actually think they're running a really great community in that aspect and it's pretty brilliant because you know I get these opportunities like like I'm talking to you right now, which is great. You're a lovely human being. <laughs> I did a show called Rainbow Radio back in London and there was so many artists that I was playing and loving. You know, Adria Kane, uh, Stasia Daniels, uh, everything was Sean, Ali, and that helped me a lot because then I could just be like, if I saw them, like, hey, I used to like play your music and tweet at you when I was on air. And they're like, oh, hey, and just a very natural conversation from there. Like, just John, I got to meet through like Blank Canvas and Dead Poet, and I didn't know that he was gonna have like this kind of blow up that he's having right now, right? But it was just one of those people that you meet along the way. Did my first exhibit, like, um, you know, Just John, he was the, he like, he started Blank Canvas. And um, when I went to him saying, like, hey, I wanna do an art show, and uh, I didn't know who he was, I didn't know who like Blank Canvas was or whatever, whatever. And they're like, yeah, he was like, yeah, totally. Doing like he was like, this is dope. Let's do an art show. I was like, wow, everyone's so accepting. People are are really trying, and I really like that resilient spirit of the folks here, despite that incredible oppressiveness of the fact that venues are shutting down left, right, and center. We're increasingly being creative with the solutions we've put forth. That to me, and to me, that's how you build social capital, right? By actually like coming in, not trying to just like show face and take pictures on Instagram and stuff like that which is all cool, but like talking to the artist, talking to the bartender at the gallery, seeing what they're up to, seeing what they do, stuff like that. Go out and dance, go out and get turned up, go out and eat tons of different food. For me, that has been super fulfilling and important. And I am definitely going to try and do that for other people because I think that is a kindness that has been extended to me and I wanna extend it onto other people. And community building, starts with me so I'm gonna do that and as cliche as this sounds support your local artists they will surprise you
special shout out to the people, events, and collectives helping to keep the vibes alive in this city. Blank Canvas, Boozy Fade, Upper Echelon, Yes Yes Y'all, Manifesto, Blackness Yes, New Hope Queen, Jerk, Gumbo, Black Gold, The Space Project, and many others. You've been listening to Whose City Isn't Anyways, created by me, Melissa Houghton. This piece is a part of Fixed Point Arts and Media's Points of Empathy Project, made possible by Canada Service Corps. Also, special shout out to all of the people who helped to make this piece possible. Uh, my name is Trevor. Stephanie Sawa. Sheila McDougal. Strassen Marshall. James Yaboa. Kelia Stewart. I'm Zimbal Bacara. Selena Mendez. Stephanie Hines. That was Whose City Is It Anyways? Thank you again for listening to So What Are You? If you liked what you heard, please take a minute, like, comment, and share it with the people who you like in your life. Maybe even the people you don't like. I'm not here to judge. And if you want more information, show notes to see photos of the people who are featured in this series, you can go to my website. That's melissahoughton.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A. H-A-U-G-H-T-O-N dot com. If you wrote that down, shout out to you because that's kind of long, but I appreciate it. Stay safe, stay well.